Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where below-average podcaster chats with an above-average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. My guest today is Kevin Hohen, who was a walk-on for the Villanova University men's basketball team from 2018 to 2021. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, Bridget. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to talk to you. You grew up in Morristown, New Jersey. I love that area of New Jersey. It's like 40, eh, 30 to 40 minutes from me. The downtown area is so fun. It's a lovely town. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, a lot of good athletes in this area as well, and it's a great spot to go out um, once you get a little bit older. So it's a great spot to go to for sure. Absolutely. And you've got two older brothers, right? I do have two older brothers. Yep, Tim, he is, I think he's about 27 now. He played baseball at William & Mary, and Sean is 25, and he played uh, basketball at Sacred Heart, where he actually now coaches there. So um, it was awesome growing up with those guys and having them beat up on me as the little brother. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Now, once we get into your high school career, we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, your brothers were, I guess the 27-year-old wouldn't have been in high school with you, but was the 25-year-old, did you guys ever overlap? Yeah, so the oldest brother, he actually played at a different, um, a different school, a private school, and Sean and I went to public school at Morristown High School. Um, when he was a senior, I was actually a freshman, and I did a little bit of both of junior varsity and varsity, um, so I was very fortunate to get the experience of playing with him a little bit, um, practice every day with him, just got the opportunity to see how he how he led the guys, whether it was a freshman like me or even some of his best friends that were on the team with him, um, he treated everybody exactly the same. He expected the same um, from everybody as what he would expect from himself. So just to get that experience, to see him as a leader um, and a captain as a senior when I was a freshman, uh, I, really, I really felt like it helped me develop my career and just trying to follow his path as best as I can. Definitely. It sounds like he was a great role model. And that's great that you had the experience of playing with him for a year. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I like to tell, I don't like to tell it to him, but I tell it to other people. <laughs> he is a way better basketball player than I am. He deserves all the accolades that he got throughout his high school and college career. Oh, that's nice of you. And, you know, you are from an athletic extended family as well. You're actually first cousins with the Archidiacono family. Ryan was on the 2016 national title team, now playing professionally. Chris right now is on the team. I think he just finished up his junior year. Their sister, Nicole, I had the pleasure of having her on the podcast about a year or so ago. She walked on at Penn State. So just incredible athletes. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, that definitely the, our that side of the family was competitive. Um, it, it's definitely awesome having uh, having Ryan in the NBA and Chris and I actually were were sitting together for the national championship that year, 2016, and just to get the experience to play with him on Villanova as well was um, it's something that me and him never really like talked about as kids, but it's something you always like dreamed of to play with your cousin at a, a high profile Division One basketball school. It's you can't really ever imagine that or write it up any better. Yeah. Um, I think Nicole could probably beat me one-on-one. Um, <laughs> she's a player. She's a player, and uh, she was a great player for sure. And um, She did tell me that she was on the, the, uh, the podcast about a year ago or so, and she said she had a lot of good things to say about you. Oh, that's so nice. I have a lot of good things to say about her as well. She was awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And so, okay, so you were at the Final Four in 2016. You have to tell me what that was like. 
Oh, it was crazy. Uh, it was definitely, I think, one of the best, if not the best experience of my life. I, I Actually, funny story, that's the reason why I really decided to, uh, that I wanted to go to Villanova and I wanted to try to make the effort um, to try to walk onto the team. Um, it was the weekend before they were playing Kansas in the Elite Eight, and we were at one of my brother's baseball games down in Virginia, and my dad and I, we were kind of shaky about the game. We weren't sure if, uh, if they're really going to win or not. Kansas is always a really solid competitor, a really good team. And um, we said before the game even started, if they win, we have to do whatever it takes to get to Houston. And luckily they won. Luckily we were able to get tickets, flights and everything, hotel. And we were able to make the Final Four game where they blew out Oklahoma, which was awesome. <laughs> and the buzzer beat alive by Chris Jenkins. And it, again, that's just something that you never really like think you're going to see in person and to actually be there for that event. And be with, I, I had the opportunity to go be with the team after, too. Um, PRT's got me and my dad up there um, with the team, and it was just incredible. It was an incredible weekend. And, again, that's really why I decided to, um, to really look into Nova, and that's what kind of turned the switch of I really want to try to play for, for Jay Wright and, and the Villanova basketball program. Wow, what a story. I have to ask, from where you were sitting when Chris Jenkins released the ball, did you know it was good? I actually had a really good angle at it from I was behind uh, closest to UNC's bench. I was behind one of those baskets and I had a really good angle at it. But in the football arena, the backdrop is pretty deceptive. Mm -hmm. Um, It looked good as soon as it left his hand. I will say that, but I didn't know in a moment like that, you never really expect a shot to go. It's for the national championship buzzer beater. It's like, you can't ever really write that up and, um, I'm happy it went in because I think UNC had all the momentum if it did go into overtime, but I agree. Um, it was just an insane game. Yeah, that, that's nuts. That's, and that's interesting what you say about the backdrop. I haven't had the, the pleasure to be at a men's Final Four yet in my life where they play in such a massive football stadium. That would be a little bit different watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think you see it as much on TV, but when you're actually there, um, and I was actually just there in New Orleans for the Final Four um, to see the guys, and you could you could really see in person like how much it would affect the player. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously these very good. It doesn't seem to affect them that much, but yeah. um, from a fan's point of view, it definitely looks like it, it would play some play some tricks on the mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think the same thing. Now, one more Archie Diakno question for you. I know that they have some cousins that are great lacrosse players as well. Is that on your side or is that on their other side? That is on our side. Um, yeah, we have some studs in the side of the family. <laughs> That's um, insane. I do play uh, Loyola lacrosse, men's lacrosse, um, women's UNC lacrosse, currently Elon women's lacrosse, uh, Fairfield men's lacrosse. Um, Villanova men's lacrosse, who was there when Ryan was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Chris playing basketball. Um, I feel bad if I miss anybody out, but we've already talked about Nicole, my older brothers. That's insane. Um, yeah, we got a good amount of athletes on this side of the family. The genes are just awesome. Wow! And actually, your cousin, um, and I'm, I'm, I think her name's her name's Bridget. Actually, she won the title at UNC the same year Ryan did, right? She did. Yeah, That's she did. insane. Lots of celebrated that year for you guys, huh? Yeah. We had a uh, family party. Everybody was bringing out their championship rings to try to compare. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. That's amazing. 
So, Kevin, I'm assuming that you got into basketball through having older brothers. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, having those guys, watching those guys. I actually started playing basketball a um, couple uh, when I was in, like, probably pre-K, just at, like, the local YMCA. And then my dad started coaching Sean um, in one of, like, the competitive leagues around here. And uh, one of my best buddies now who – we were both in kindergarten together. We played three grades up um, with Sean and Sean, uh, my best buddy's his older brother as well. So we started playing like competitively in kindergarten, like three grades up, which was fun. Wow. That's amazing. That, that definitely helps you out when you're ready to go to Nova playing three grades yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was definitely, I mean, playing at a school like Nova, the, um, the athleticism and the uh, strength of these guys is definitely a whole different level. But uh, I think playing up definitely helps me in the long run, I would say. For sure. Yeah, that would help anyone. And what about other sports? Did you play anything else growing up? I actually played baseball and football as well. Um, baseball, I both those sports, I wish I continued to play in high school, but I decided to focus just on basketball. Football, I stopped playing, I want to say, in seventh grade. And baseball, I believe, was sixth grade. I think once I kind of graduated from the Little League baseball, I was just going to focus on um, football and basketball. And then kind of just a year later, football, football season came around, and I was still playing, like, fall ball for basketball, and I kind of just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was a, a good decision at the time, but – Looking back at it, I definitely wish I still played a little bit more um, just for the, the competitive factor and um, the experience of different sports. is always It's always exciting. Definitely. But it's a tough situation, right? Because if you want to play in college for basketball, you do kind of have to play in the fall and spring and summer year round to get noticed. So, But, yeah, I understand. Like, playing football is fun, too. Now, uh, now being a graduated athlete, I <laughs> focus on my golf game. Oh, okay. How is that golf game? It's getting there. It's getting there. I'm starting to play pretty well. I've uh, I've gotten a couple rounds in this year so far. It's still very competitive for me and my my older brothers and my dad, so it's fun. (laughs) That's a a lot of fun. I did top golf recently for the first time. I am not a golfer that I learned. (laughs) Oh, top golf is awesome, though. Even if you're not a golfer, you can still have a good time there. It was fun. Yeah, the drinks were great. The music yeah. was great. My golfing, not so much, but whatever. The drinks will make up for the bad golf. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds like you were playing AAU basketball as well then, right? If you were playing in the fall? Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I played, once I stopped playing those other sports, I, I pretty much played AAU fall and spring um, just to stay active and try to really focus on my basketball game. Yep. Did you ever match up against Chris? Because obviously you're not going to play each other in high school, really, because you guys are in different states. But just wondering on the AAU circuits, if you guys crossed paths? We never did, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I, I mean, he was, he's what, two, yeah, two years younger than me. So we never really had that opportunity. Mm. Uh, I don't think I would have. Yeah, I don't. I actually did play against Colin uh, Gillespie one time in high school. He doesn't remember this, and he, I, I talked to him about this before. It was like a, uh, it was a summer tournament at one of those like hoop group camps. It was my high school versus his high school, and I remember them vividly beating us, probably by fifty points. <laughs> we just couldn't keep up with them. They they were a very good team. 
Yeah, no, I remember hearing about his high school career. That was, a couple guys ended up playing in college, I believe, from that from that team. Yeah, yeah, they were very good. Um, I don't I don't recall any of the names, but I remember um, I remember him telling us that there was a few of them that went went and played in college. Yep. Was my pal James on the team? I had him on the podcast. I don't know if the years would have lined up. I know he's a bit older. <laughs> I don't know if he was on the team. I don't I I don't remember, but. I'm very good friends with James now, and he also had some great things to say about you. And um, yeah, he, me, and him were hanging out in New Orleans um, for the Final Four. It was great. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I have I have some questions about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so you you mentioned you attend Morristown High School. You've a you've a great basketball career there. You score over a thousand points, which is amazing. I have to ask: Thanks. Do you have the most points between you and your brother? I'll go back to my point that he was the better basketball player. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do. Um, he he was an excellent shooter, and uh, I, I just my three point game was all right, but it was definitely not as good as his. And he had the ability to to create an open shot for himself. Um, I was more of a, a driver, get to the paint, either dish it off or or try to lay it up at the basket. But unfortunately, he he does have the most points in the family, and he actually did it. <laughs> Three years, I had the opportunity to play as a freshman year, um, and I was able to get, I think, anywhere from like 30 to 40 points my freshman year. So he kind of holds that. He kind of holds that on me that I had an extra year, even though it really wasn't that many points. But <laughs> well, hey, a thousand points in high school is still a great accomplishment. How was the team but, during your time there? We were really good, honestly. Um, we had some really good guys that bought into uh, bought into coaches' philosophies and. Um, the culture that he was trying to build there. Um, my junior year, we had some really good senior leaders, and they actually led us to the sectional finals um, versus Hackensack, which is a very good team. And we went into their place. Um, I think in the first quarter, we got up by like 15, and they they transitioned to this 1-3-1 one, one zone, and we just we just couldn't beat it. Um, unfortunately, lost that. And then my senior year, we had a really good year as well. Uh, made it to the county semifinals. We lost at a buzzer beater. Oh, um, yeah, it, it stinks, but in the state tournament, um, we made it to the quarterfinals. Definitely stinks coming up short, but we just had some really good guys in the team, and um, some of my best friends, even to this day, were on those teams. And our coach, Coach Connolly, did a great job with uh, from leading Sean to um, county finals and from taking our team to a sectional final. Um, he was a very good coach and a very good uh, role model to look up to at such a young age for me in high school. Oh, that's great, because sometimes high school coaches aren't always the best, but it sounds like you got a good one. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like to give himself much credit, um, and I'll have, to, I'll have to give him a listen for this podcast and let him hear what I have to say about him, but he was, <laughs> he was definitely a model to have. That's awesome. And yeah, I imagine the sports in that area of New Jersey are, uh, are pretty competitive. The Morristowns, um, now that I say that, Madison... Um, what other what are towns like right there? Randolph, uh, Chatham. Chatham, um, yes, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, the, the neighboring towns that, that we can get really competitive with. We've had some very good games over the years in high school with them. Um, they, yeah, no. this area is very competitive. There. We all, yeah, I'm, I have some good friends from Chatham nowadays, and we all have still like talking crap about them back in the day. So <laughs> it's fun. Oh, that's awesome. 
So let's talk a bit about your recruiting process and, and if there was one, because, okay, in 2016, you decide you want to play for Jay Wright. So what was that, sophomore, junior year-ish of high school? Yeah, I think it was just about my junior year when I was starting the um, the standardized testing, the what started like school visits, stuff like that, I mm-hmm. believe it was junior. Okay. So now, had you been recruited by any schools to play? Yes. Uh, way more of D2, D3, um, but some very, very good schools. Amherst, uh, Williams, Stranton, um, Wesleyan, MIT. There were some really good schools, and um, definitely, I think if I uh, didn't get that experience in, in Houston for the Final Four, I think I'd probably would have gone to one of those schools and tried to play there. Um, but I had that experience in Houston, and <laughs> thankfully I did all worked out. Um, didn't really get the D1 looks. Tried to go to a couple of those elite camps for a weekend or stuff like that. I even tried reaching out to some coaches, but just didn't get any bites. Um, okay. But I definitely, yeah, definitely had a couple, couple looks from, from really solid D2, D3 schools. Yeah, all those schools you mentioned are great. And I, I know some of those basketball pro- programs are also really good. So you were just so into Villanova that you decided to try, go the harder route, try to walk on rather than go and play D2 and D3. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, like, I, don't, I didn't really know how the walk-on process even worked when I made the decision that I wanted to go there. Um, I kind of just went in there blindly and, try to just hope for the best and, and do whatever it takes to um, at least give myself an opportunity to try to be on the team and um, was very fortunate to be put in a position where I had a chance and I decided to take it. And uh, it definitely, definitely was an awesome experience and everything worked out all right. Absolutely. Yeah. So first you have to get into Villanova because you weren't recruited by them, which means that you're really smart because it's so hard to get into Villanova these days. So good for you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that smart, but I appreciate it. <laughs> so 2017-2018, this is your freshman year. And so mm-hmm. talk a little bit about how you end up with the basketball program, because your role freshman year is actually different than it's going to be for the following years, right? Correct. Um, however, I was actually not on the team um, my freshman year. I, I tried out for the team, and at that time, it was that was the second national championship in three years, so... Um, that team was pretty much set. They didn't need any, any help or anything, but yeah, so I actually did not make the team that year and then kind of moving forward, I just did anything it took to, uh, following the season, of course, um, just to try to get in contact with the coaches and, um, volunteer my time to, to go to practices or do whatever it takes to rebound for guys or whatever it was. I just try to do as much as possible to, to put myself in a good spot, um, and I was very fortunate by the start of sophomore year. Um, I, I was, I don't know, offer is not the right word, but I was given the opportunity to become a practice player. And the, the rest was kind of history. Wow. Okay. So now how long were you a practice player before you were considered a walk-on? Um, I, don't, I don't know exactly the time. Uh, I guess for a couple months, um, I was technically a and then I was given the opportunity to actually become a walk-on during the middle of uh, my sophomore year season. And 
that was uh, that was an incredible experience to say the least. Um, my first game was actually first UConn Madison Square Garden. It was over winter break, so um, I was able to have all my friends from home, all my friends from college, be at that game, and it's just something like that is again. I know I said this previously, but it's just something you dream of to have that opportunity to play at Madison Square Garden. It was just incredible. Yeah, wow. So who was at Madison Square Garden? That I guess that year UConn was still in the AAC, right? Yeah, that was that was the year they were still in the AAC. Um, so we still had on our team, it was the main guys like Phil Booth and Eric Paschal. That was their last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was an incredible game and uh, a day I'll never forget. Yeah, the first, I mean, tell me what it was like when you suited up. First game at Madison Square Garden. That's just wild. It doesn't feel real. I mean, it's, I, I know I keep saying this, but it's something you dream of and um, you just think it's so far to reach. But um, just having the opportunity to wear Villanova across my chest and to play with my brothers on that court, or not really play, but uh, be a part so. of that You're team. You're on the team. You're part of the team. Yeah, uh, to be a part uh, of that team and that culture, just to play for something bigger than yourself in an arena like that, having all your family and friends there, you just can't write it any better for somebody that's that's dreamed of it since he was a little kid. So, yeah, um, experience. And that's an easy train ride for all your friends. Just take the Morristown train right to the city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. I was a little jealous of them. They were able to have a couple of drinks before now. <laughs> It was all worth it, still. And I think it's so commendable, taking it back a little bit to, you know, the point freshman year where you don't make the team, where you don't just give up and say, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go and be a normal college student. You put in the work. You emailed them, and I said whatever you could do, you'd want to do it, rebound, whatever. Like, that's so cool. Not many people would go and do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was just something that I, I really had in my mind that I wanted to be a part of the team and, and the culture. And um, even when you watch on TV, you can just see how much the culture of the team stands out and everything they do. It's all about the team. Um, even just the little things that you notice, uh, guys helping each other up, guys getting excited when people take charges, stuff like that. Um, just watching that for years and years with Ryan on the team and even just being a general fan of Villanova, it's, um, it was something I just didn't want to give up on so easily. Um, just got to stay persistent, just keep working hard. And again, was just very fortunate to be put in a position to ha- even have an opportunity to, to do what I did. So it was something I couldn't turn down, and I was just extremely grateful to have that opportunity. That's amazing. And you're right, Villanova basketball, they are a unique program. They're so easy to root for because it's one of those teams where they're not recruiting a ton of one-and-dones. Obviously, they've had some great players over the years that have had the opportunity to go to the NBA a little earlier and they, they take it. But, you know, it's a program where they develop you. You know, you saw Colin Gillespie this season. That wasn't him as a freshman. He really worked hard and got to that point. Uh, Jermaine Samuels, same thing. I mean, I could keep going. But um, such such a great program to root for, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, just to see those that, um, make that progress over the years and just really develop, not only on the court, but off the court as well. And just to see their leadership and, and their, their habits, the, the culture that they built in the locker room, um, the attitude that they brought to practice every day. It was, it was very visible to all of us 
Um, and you couldn't have asked for, especially this, this past year, two better leaders to have um, in my class. Technically, they were in my class. Uh, they did the extra year. But just to have those guys and to have them as my brothers for the rest of the life, it's um, incredible experience. And I, I was happy that they were uh, accepting of me when I first joined the team and um, was very, very grateful. Yeah, I imagine at a program like Villanova, the walk-ons are welcomed in with open arms. But you guys have to, you guys have to work too, right? And that's why every time I have a walk-on on, I say the same thing, and I mean it every time. It's such a selfless position you guys put yourselves in. You're, you know, you guys are out there running laps, getting up early, just like everyone else. But you don't have the you know, the benefit of having school paid for and you're not seeing the, the game action that the scholarship kids are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it just goes back to the point of um, just wanting to, to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And that's something that I think we doesn't need to be said, but it's kind of just instilled in Villanova's culture, um, just doing whatever it takes to, um, to help the team win really. And, um, to have such great guys like Tim Saunders who was ahead of me, Peyton Heck was ahead of me, and getting to know those guys that were even ahead of those guys, such uh, as like Denny Grace, Matt Kennedy, Tom Leibig, having those guys to learn from and just to see how they did it and, and what they did and why they did it. Um, it was, it doesn't even feel like it's uh, a job. It's just something that you, you're just so happy to be a part of and um, you're just extremely grateful to be even put in that position. Absolutely. And I, a couple of years ago, I had Patrick Farrell on the podcast, good friend of your cousin Ryan, who was a walk-on on the 2016 team. And he mentioned that the energy that you guys have to bring every game, I'm sure, I'm sure you're well aware of it, but you know, you guys are the cheerleaders in a sense. You guys are, you know, living and dying on every play, which you love to see. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, it's stuff that's just like it gets you going as a walk on to to see the the plays that we want to be made, whether it's a dive for a loose ball, diving from behind, getting a steal, taking a charge, um, just stuff like that that we really value as um, as a program and stuff that really gets you excited as a Villanova basketball player. And there's definitely a lot of energy on that bench. And my man Kevin Boyd did a great job with it this year, just being the only guy, uh, only walk on travel with the team. It's something that you just you got to get the guys involved on the bench. You got to make sure everyone's staying locked into the details. Just um, just bringing that energy day in and day out is something that we really take pride in, and uh, we really the Villanova program really values that from from the walk-ons. Absolutely, and the players appreciate it because they get hyped up seeing you guys so hyped up. It definitely just helps the whole team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's hard not to scream back at a person when they're screaming at you, so it's <laughs> fun. Fun. It's definitely uh, it's some good energy um, from both ends for sure. Absolutely. So your first season, which is your sophomore year, Villanova goes twenty six and ten that season. I'd actually forgotten there were so many losses because ten losses seems like a lot. I know earlier in the season there were a few, but you know you guys are coming off a national championship and just lost a bunch of really great players. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I remember uh, that year. Kind of starting off uh, as a little bit of a struggle, um, losing to, to Michigan bad and then Furman bad, um, both games at home too. Um, yeah, we definitely, it's, it always feels like it, it's just 
that's the start of the season. It's the whole year is, is a learning process and we're all really just developing together. Um, so I think as the season goes on, we kind of always start to, to come on a little bit stronger. And unfortunately we just ran into a better team in, in the March Madness tournament versus Purdue. Carson Edwards couldn't miss and a bunch of those guys couldn't miss. And uh, it was definitely uh, a great first year to experience. And again, going back to the leadership of Phil Booth and Eric Passel and those guys and um, just to be able to, to be there in a front row seat, really, it, it was great. Absolutely. And you saw that a bit this past year where they had a really, really tough uh, at a conference schedule and hit some losses early, but obviously hit their strive. And, uh, you know, would have loved to have known what would have happened had Justin Moore not gotten hurt. But that's all a part of sports, as you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's funny. It's just a bunch of my friends have said that to me and have asked you that. Do so you think they would have won it all if Justin was healthy? And Justin's an, an incredible player and he'll be very successful in his career. Um, but it's, we have the, the uh, philosophy, it's just next guy up. And unfortunately, like you said, things like this happen in sports and um, next guy up is the, is the mentality that we had and gave it everything we had and tried to play Villanova basketball for 40 minutes and unfortunately wasn't enough in that last game. Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean, you played Villanova basketball throughout. You guys wouldn't quit, or the guy I know you were had graduated, but you were there cheering them on in, in New Orleans. Um, but you know, they just wouldn't quit. They every time that Kansas really tried to bury them, they didn't until obviously the very end. But you know, they fought the whole game, and uh, makes you proud to be a fan even in a loss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know those guys are going to go out there and. Um, play as hard as they possibly can for, for as long as they can or until the game's over, really. Just to see, yeah, like you said, just to see the fight in them even when they went down. Um, whether it's up, up by 40 or down by 40, those guys are going to play Villanova basketball for, for the 40 minutes that the game, game lasts. And um, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. But mm-hmm. hell, hell of a those guys. I'm very proud of all of them. Oh, yeah. It was such a terrific run. And anytime you make the final four, it's a, it's a very successful season. Nothing to hang your heads about. Yeah, no doubt. I don't, I don't think a lot of people, I saw a lot of people had uh, um, some upsets in our bracket, that side of the bracket. So Now you had mentioned your first game on the Villanova team was at Madison Square Garden, but that won't be the only time you're there. The Big East tournament is obviously played at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, so, that, was, uh, go ahead. that was an experience. Um, just to, to be able to, uh, especially once with the fans there, it's just a whole different experience. And we had the, the bubble season with no fans, unfortunately. And uh, the year before that, it was um, the March, uh, Big East got canceled in, in the middle of the tournament. Um, so I was very fortunate to be able to get that full experience my sophomore year. And um, I know I keep saying this, but just to be out down the nets at, at Madison Square Garden, it's something as a, as a kid, you can only dream of, and to actually get that experience and um, do it, doing so with my brothers is never something I'll never forget. And it was quite a Big East tournament that year for you guys. You guys <laughs> win an overtime game in the semis against Xavier, and then in the title game, you beat Seton Hall by two points. So it was a really close tournament. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's funny. I still watch both those games pretty often um, just to get that thrill and the, like the, the, uh, it, the chills again, honestly, just to, just to be back in that moment is something I, I, I wish I could go back to and just do it all over again. 
Um, I think a lot of people, when we were down in, in Xavier game and with uh, only a couple minutes left in that second half, I think a lot of people kind of took us out and they didn't think we can come back, but we just kept doing what we did. Um, we were able to pull it out and it was extremely exciting game for sure. And the Seton Hall game was too. And there was a, uh, a travel call at the end of that game that almost screwed us over, but mm-hmm. we were able to- I remember that. <laughs> awesome. Nice. And, you know, being in Central Jersey, it's obviously easy for you now as a fan to get to the Big East Tournament. Did you go at all this past year? Of course. Of course. Nice. I wouldn't miss a game. <laughs> you saw all of them then? I saw all the games. Yep. I was, uh, I was able to see the guys after as well and, and cheer those guys on and um, just let them know how, how proud and happy I was for them. Oh, that's amazing. I was at the St. John's Games, the quarterfinal. Were you? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Or, uh, another game where a lot of fans probably counted us out, but um, we just stuck to what we do. and We st- played Villanova basketball. We were able to grind it out. It was a very exciting win. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> that was a, it was an ugly win, but that's how we like it. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so then, Kevin, what is an off-season like for a walk-on? Are you guys taking summer classes and working out on campus as well? Yeah, 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 we definitely are. Um, you know, it, we always, uh, we're always there with the guys, um, definitely take courses. Uh, it's, it's pretty much similar stuff to in-season, rebounding for guys, being part of lifts, bringing the energy to practice or, or scrim- uh, open gyms, whatever it might be. Very similar to in-season, I would say, yes. Okay, very cool. And now this next season, your junior year, this is Chris's freshman year. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Sorry, I'm outdated. Oh, that's myself. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that was just, it was kind of surreal going to campus that summer and just being there with my cousin and, and suiting up in the same Villanova jersey as him. It, it was just crazy to, to think about and to actually see it happen. Uh, I remember when he, when he announced his commitment, um, I called him immediately, and I literally was, like, tearing up because I was just so excited to opportunity to to be on the same team as him and just to support him side by side was um i was just extremely happy to to be there with him i'm sure your families loved every minute of it oh they loved it they loved it uh my mom and um his mom their sisters so they were loving going all the games together having a couple drinks together during the games um yeah they definitely loved it it was a surreal experience for both of our families for sure so this year, your, your year with Chris, it's obviously no one has any idea what is coming in 2020. Before that happens, though, Nova has a great season. You guys are 24-7. and seven. You win the Big East regular season, which is always an accomplishment. It's a tough, se- it's a tough schedule. And you guys put some emphasis on that, right? Jay Wright likes to win the regular season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not something uh, we take lightly. We definitely take a lot of pride. Um, and winning the Big East, it's an extremely difficult conference and a lot of very good teams, very good players and coaches in that conference. And we definitely take a lot of pride and we, um, we were very lucky to win it that year. And I think we had a lot of really good momentum going into that tournament. And like you said, unfortunately, no one saw uh, what happened coming, but it happened. And um, I did think we had a lot of good momentum going into the Big East tournament, though, and um, March Madness as well. So it was definitely. pretty unfortunate. To, to play out the rest of that season, but um, it is what it is. 
Yeah, but hey, this season you get into two games. Saw your first action against Army. What were you feeling when you checked in? Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of the shakes a little bit. Um, it's I not some, not something I uh, was uh, fully prepared for. I guess just to be in that moment. Um, was just trying to do whatever uh, whatever my team really needed me to do, and in the minute thirty seconds or minute whatever it was. Um, and just try to really play as hard as I possibly can and, and know that I'm taking this just as seriously as anybody else on the team and I'm trying to play Villanova basketball just as much as anybody else on the team. And um, just to be able to, to play on that court against a very good Army team was um, a surreal experience and, again, just something you, you dream of as a kid to be put in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to 2016, this is what you wanted and you got it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of what I envisioned um, in 2016 was just to be able to put myself in a spot to have that opportunity. So it was uh, looking back at it, it's very cool to kind of see it play out like that. Yeah. You also got some time against Middle Tennessee State in a Thanksgiving tournament in Myrtle Beach, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, definitely. I think I remember I uh, actually touched the ball that time, which was fun too. So. <laughs> Awesome. Definitely uh, awesome experience. My family was there for that. So it was awesome. Very cool. So then, obviously, COVID, you know, cancels the season. But what was that like? How did you guys hear the news? Did Jay Wright break it to you? And what was going on in that locker room? Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely, I, I knew it was starting to go around a little bit, but it's, you kind of just put in your head that it's not going to be that bad where the, the whole tournament gets canceled and March Madness gets canceled and the whole world shuts down. Um, but we were actually uh, just finishing up like a walkthrough that morning and at the Big East tournament. Um, and we kind of came back from walkthrough and next thing you know, we were watching uh, the first game that was on that, on that day and it got canceled at halftime. And the coach was basically just like, yeah, the tournament's canceled. And right now they're deciding whether or not to play March Madness. And, um, I think it was about maybe two hours later we heard the news that March Madness was canceled and it was kind of just like disbelief and no one really thought um, what was happening was real and obviously it was very real and the whole world shut down but um, it was crazy. Like I said, we had a lot of really good momentum going into both those tournaments and I was see what would come in the postseason but um, unfortunately we never got to, to see how it would play out but um, in the locker room, there was definitely just a whole lot of a lot of disbelief and not really sure what to do, what to say, or what to think of the yeah. moment. Uh, that's so tough. I I feel so bad for people that that all the kids that went through that. Uh, I had uh, a couple weeks ago. I had a Princeton lacrosse player on, and you know, with it being spring, that was the end of her career. It's just it's brutal. Yeah, you know, it stinks. Um, you know, a lot of teams, that, a lot of players had some really good seasons that year. And even for those guys, the, the Princeton lacrosse player tonight and had the opportunity to play her season, it just, it stinks. Yeah, ugh, brutal. Some good news, though, for you at the end of the year. You make the all-Big East academic team. I'm sure your family was so proud. What was your major at Villanova? I was a communication major. Um, I, I know it's kind of just like general, but I... 
um, to be fully honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do following, uh, following college. So I felt like communication major would give me the best opportunity to kind of um, do a variety of things. And um, I honestly didn't even know I made the, the Big East, uh, what was it, honor roll that year? Yeah, the academic team. Academic team. A I, good um, grade point average. I did not know I, uh, I made that, so that's awesome to hear. <laughs> Nice. And that's a, that's actually really smart. If you don't know exactly what you want to do, communications is a pretty good major for that because there is a lot of flexibility as far as what you can do after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I took some really good courses that are actually very helpful in, in terms of what I'm doing now. And um, it was, I was looking back at it, I'm just completely fine with my decision. Everything worked out all right for me. Yeah, sounds like it. Your senior year, 2021, it's short-lived for you. Unfortunately, you tore your Achilles in October before the season even really starts. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Justin Moore, pretty topical. Justin Moore just had that devastating injury happen in the tournament. So I have to ask, since you went through it, when you were watching that game, did you know right away what the injury was to Justin? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Um, I was sitting there with two of my buddies and my dad and, they even slowed it in replay and slowed it down. Right when I saw it, um, I'm sure a lot of people had a similar thought, but it was, I knew right away. I just could tell the way he looked back at his, um, at his calf and his foot area. You could just tell, like, I did the same exact thing when it happened to me. And um, it was brutal to watch. He's such a great kid from such a great family and uh, felt horrible for him, but I know he's going to come back better than ever. I'm sure he's, very hardworking kid and um, he'll put in all the right work that he needs to. And they got a great staff over there to help put him in a good spot for um, in terms of recovery and uh, be right here. But unfortunately, yes, I, I did. Once I saw it, I was like, that's exactly what happened to me. It's his Achilles. So how exactly did it happen to you? Like what kind of play was it? Um, yeah. So I was actually, I cut through going into the corner and I actually had my cousin Chris guarding me. Um, I was Did he trip offense. you? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I joke around with him sometimes that he did, but he didn't. Um, and I was actually, I was on offense and he was on defense and a shot went up and I took a step back with my left foot to try to run in for, for an offensive rebound. And I literally, I thought somebody had a metal bar or a metal chair and like hit the back of my calf. I turned around, like I said, and tried to, I thought somebody was behind me like that hit me. And I stood up and I tried running like three times and fell down every single time. And it was just kind of like a feeling that you didn't have a heel and your whole leg was kind of just like dragging on the floor. And it's kind of a little gross, but um, that was just the feeling that I had. And kind of like probably 15, 20 minutes after the injury happened, I, I remember the Kobe documentary and him describing and it was the first thing that came to my mind was I I think this is it like this has got to be my Achilles oh my god that had to be so painful uh yeah yeah definitely did not feel good um but was very fortunate to have uh the Villanova staff and great doctors help me out to a very quick recovery I was actually fully up and running and playing again back in like four and a half months which is kind of unheard of with the Achilles no way really wow yeah I well it kind of helps being in the bubble um honestly like not having anything else to do besides rehab and just 
leg, really. Um, so I was, it's pretty crazy looking back at it and seeing how the length of some of these recoveries of um, Achilles injuries from some of these athletes, but I was crazily enough back in like four and a half months. So, okay, so October, four and a half months. So you were back with the team then. I mean, I know you never yeah. left the team, but were you like suiting up? So I, I never actually had the opportunity to suit up again. Um, it was just, there was just no reason for me to do so really. And the liability of some, if something were to happen again, it's just, yeah. it was just kind of a decision just to shut it down, but was doing everything I possibly could in like in my regular clothes in terms of rebounding or helping out wherever they, wherever they really needed me to do so. Um, but yeah, I never, I never actually put the Jersey back on. Okay. Ah, that's a bummer then. It just kind of ended with an injury, which is unfortunate. A lot of people go through that, but you hate to see it. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is unfortunate. But I was just um, extremely grateful, honestly, to just be uh, an appreciative of the coaches allowing me back into the bubble. And um, I just wanted to be back there with them so badly and just go through the grind of the season with them. Especially being in the bubble, it was definitely tough on a lot of guys mentally and um, not being able to see, like, friends or family was definitely very difficult. So I just wanted to be there for them as much as I possibly could and, and help out as much as I could and try to be a leader as a senior. Ah, that's nice. Yeah, and, you know, you weren't the only one that went through so, some injuries that year. Obviously, Colin Gillespie goes down with a knee injury late in the season. Um, still make the Sweet 16, which is uh, always an accomplishment, and you lose to the eventual national champions, which Villanova seems to do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it definitely seems like there's a trend going there for losing the tournament, the champion. Um, but yeah, it was uh, very unfortunate that Compton went down the way he did, um, especially being senior night. But um, it, like I said, he, he's just an incredible leader to have on that team. And even when he was hurt, he was still a leader and still helping out where he could. We had, we had some great guys that, um, like I said earlier, just to kind of had that next up mentality and we had some great guys that stepped up and Unfortunately, that night we just ran into a better team than us, but the guys that did step up, stepped up big time and um, couldn't have asked for much more of those guys. Yeah, and your cousin was one of those guys that really stepped up in the tournament and the two wins that you got before you faced Baylor. I'm sure you were so proud of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in the in the moment, you kind of have to just treat him as like he's one of the other guys and um, be hard on him like you are with the other guys, but um definitely in the back of back of my head uh, i was extremely proud of him and just to see the work that he put in off the court and um and on the court and all the work that he he did to get to work to that position and just be be physically ready and mentally ready to step up in that position it was definitely um very exciting i was very happy and proud of him nice and now, so your senior year is 2021. However, you know, the NCAA tacked on another year for COVID. You also didn't play your freshman year. Did you consider taking that fifth year and coming back to Nova for 2022? I did. I definitely did. And I think it was something that I just kind of discussed with my parents. Um, to, to have that opportunity to come back was definitely an exciting opportunity. Um, but just to realize in, in the the mindset that I had was wasn't going to the NBA. Um, and I kind of, unfortunately, I didn't really have the desire to, to be a coach. Um, so I didn't feel in terms of my career and my professional growth, that it was really um, best for me to go back, back for another year. I would have loved to, um, obviously looking back at this year, they had an incredible year and 
um, just to go to, to battle with those guys one more time. I definitely um, would have loved to go back to that case, but I was just ready to take, take the next step in my professional career and, and get out there in the real world and, um, and start working. Honestly, I was just, I think I was just ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And also being a walk-on, you'd have to pay for that fifth year. Right. So I, uh, you know, that you have to take that in, into consideration as well, where you could then, you know, go into the workforce and start making your own money. So totally understand your decision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I try not to say I have any regrets, but seeing that they made the final four definitely would require to, to make. Um, but ultimately uh, I think it was the best decision for me and, um, confident that it was the right decision. So you play basically three years of Villanova basketball, something you dreamed of doing and you got to do. So much to be proud of. I have to ask you, though, most important question, you got to tell us, what was it like playing for Jay Wright? <laughs> um, it was awesome. I mean, he's an extremely accomplished coach, um, very well-respected in and the coaching world, the Hall of Fame coach, and um, just to have that experience day in and day out, just to see how detailed his mind is and how he thinks about the game and um, how, how much he values the culture of the team and just how much he, he gets the guys to really buy in and be, be a part of something bigger than themselves. It, it's really incredible what he's done there with the program um, and the 21, I guess, coming up on 22 years he's been there. Um, it was it was surreal, uh, and just to have that experience was unlike anything I could have ever had experienced in my life. Honestly, the life lessons gained along the way, something I'll have for the rest of my life. The experiences, the moments, um, just to have that opportunity to play for him is something I'll have for the rest of my life for sure. Yeah, you'll be able to tell your children and grandchildren that you played for a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he's a really turned Villanova into a juggernaut. And just so classy throughout everything. You know, some other coaches out there are a little little slimy, and he is not at all. Just keeping it classy at all times. Love yeah. him. Yeah. No, he definitely does. Um, I got a lot of questions this year about why he doesn't wear his suits. but um, Yeah, that, that is a little bit disheartening. He looks great <laughs> in a suit, but whatever. I'll let you get him on the podcast, and you can ask him about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a get. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, he looks good in a tracksuit too, but you know, the suit was just working for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it was uh, just more of a, a comfortable thing, and being in the game, it's. Uh, I think it's just a little bit more comfortable for him, and I understand it. He definitely looks good in, in the suits for sure. I know a lot of people love that, but I understand the quarter zip look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, COVID happened. Everyone else got to wear sweatpants and work from home. Why can't Jay Wright wear sweatpants? I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you you know, you graduate 2021. You're still obviously very close to the program. You mentioned that you were just a few weeks ago in New, in New Orleans for the Final Four. Tell me all about that weekend. That You must have had some fun. I, I was able to have a little fun. And, uh, I was actually fortunate that my, my brother, Sean, was there, too. He was there for the coaching convention. Um, so I got to have that experience with him. And then just being with the, with the Archies and the other, um, the other basketball families was an was awesome experience, too. Um, even your boy James was there and Nicole. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, an insane experience. That was the first time I've ever been to New Orleans. And 
um, get the full experience. The Bourbon Street was awesome. Um, and both those games that uh, we unfortunately did not go to the national championship. We had to leave a little early. But uh, both the games in the Final Four were two awesome games. And like you said, we just we didn't give up. We, we fought to the very end, and we, um, we got bested that night. But the Duke-UNC game, to witness the history of Coach K's last game, the first time Duke-UNC in the, in the tournament, um, the place was absolutely rocking. It was, it was a very, very fun experience. That's awesome. So wait, tell me though, was Bourbon Street really great or was it really dirty and gross? Because I've heard both. <laughs> uh, it definitely is a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I think you, I think you have to go to Bourbon Street with a good group of people and people that you uh, that you're comfortable with. Okay, all right. That's a, that's a solid advice right there. Advice I can give. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kevin, what are you up to to now? You're a year out of school. What's going on? Yeah, uh, I'm in the real world now. Um, I work at a great company. It's called Security Scorecard. Um, I'm doing tech sales. Uh, I've been working for about 10 months now. Um, nice. And it's, it's remote, which is really nice. Um, so I'm still living at home in North Jersey. It's great, honestly. Uh, it's fun making your own money and kind of just having your own money to spend a little bit. Um, yeah, so far, so far, so good out in the real world. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And Hey, my advice, stay at home as long as you can try to, you know, save as much money as you can before you move out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are saying. And, uh, even my friends that have moved into the city saying they're jealous that I'm still at home because it's very expensive. <laughs> they don't get the home meals that I get. So yeah, it is crazy expensive in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how is, is your Achilles like 100% today? Like if you went out for a run right now, would you have any difficulties? No, no, I am all good. Um, good. I still, still play like in open gyms back at my local high school. Um, I am working out pretty much every day too, and I have no problems with it whatsoever. Um, there'll be like from time to time, there's a little soreness, but it's not anything. Like I just stretch it out a little bit and then I'm all good. I don't really have anything too much of concern really with the Achilles nowadays, which is incredible. Yeah, that is good. Cause you know, you had a really lucky recovery. It sounds like, or you, I mean, you obviously not lucky put in the hard work to, to get it done, but sometimes that can be a difficult recovery I've heard. So I'm glad that you are all good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, just the, the doctors and um, our trainers with Dan and, and Shaq at, at Nova, they helped uh, put in a lot of work with me and, rehabbing every single day in the bubble which is extremely helpful and and it shows i definitely am all good now which is awesome that's great so give me the rundown for the 2023 villanova wildcats how do you think they're going to be oh i'm always confident in my boys i'll take them over anybody um i think uh i think justin's going to step up in that leadership position i think caleb will as well um if they return i, I i'm not 100 percent sure on that actually but um, yeah, I, I'm fairly confident they will, but I know what you're saying. I don't think they've 100% announced it yet. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and speak out of context. But um, even the young guys, Chris, Brian, um, those guys, I think they're all ready to step up. And um, I think they've put in enough work and they're ready for the moment. Um, like I said, I'll take my guys over anybody, any day. Uh, I'm very confident that they'll have another strong season. 
I love it. I hope you're right. And I think a lot of it will depend on when Justin Moore can get back. Um, you know, if he's able to get back next season and how he is. But I'm I'm hoping for a great recovery from him. A similar similar recovery to what you had, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I think they might nurse him a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> he's got some longevity uh, with his NBA career and the rest of his career that he, he should worry about. But um, for me, I was just ready to, to get back out there in the real world and don't have the the issues with mine that I have to like worry about playing the NBA like he does. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Justin next year. And that's obviously if that happens, it's obviously for his future and his best interests at heart, but hopefully we'll, we will get it. We will be able to see him in a Villanova uniform again at some point. Yeah. I think, uh, I think all Villanova fans would agree with that. (laughs) Definitely. Kevin, I have loved our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound? I love it. Let's do it. All right. In your free time, what TV show are you currently binge watching? Ooh, currently binge watching. Um, I, I can't get enough of The Office. I think I've watched it through maybe 30 times, and I still, you pick up on things that you don't pick up the first time. It just keeps getting funnier. So I, I just have to go with The Office. That's exactly what your friend James said. Uh, that's why me and her are best buddies. <laughs> All right, next question. What professional sports teams do you root for? Uh, my friends give me a lot of crap for this, but I actually don't have too many professional sports teams that um, I really root for. I always like to see the Yankees do well. Um, I used to go to a lot of Nets games, and then I kind of, got away from them and now that they have KD and Kyrie on the team I don't want to try to hop on the bandwagon so <laughs> well I, I gotta root for the next though just because Ryan's on, on the team now um, and I will say the only NFL game I've ever been to um, was the Philadelphia Eagles game so I root for the Eagles to do to do well wow okay but, kind of all over the place I like it yeah I might get a lot of crap for the Eagles one but that's what I gotta say it happens. You went to school in Philly for four years. They gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like you're like too all in on any of the teams. Obviously, whatever team Ryan is on, you're going to be rooting for pretty hard. But I like that because you can never be all that disappointed when they lose. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally like college sports. I like Notre Dame football and, and Nova Hoops. So those are the nice. two I'm very interested in. All right, Kevin, last question. If you could have dinner with one person, living or dead, who would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think right now in the stage of my life and where and how much golf comes into play, I'm going to say Tiger Woods. Oh, that's a good one. He can Just teach you some moves. He is such an interesting man. And the that he had, I think, I'd, I think I'd have a lot of questions for him, and I would love to have dinner with him. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Pretty Thanks. interesting to see him at the Masters a couple of weeks ago after that uh, bad injury. Glad to see I him know. back. It was awesome to see him back. And uh, even to make the cut for that weekend was just awesome. So yeah. great game of golf. Nice. And his kid is pretty good now, right? Very good. He would absolutely beat me very badly. <laughs> How old is he now? Um, I think he's... I think he's got to be 13 or 14. Okay, so still kind of yeah. I wasn't sure if it was college age or not. Interesting. All right. Yeah, not quite yet. He'll be, uh, yes. he'll be pros one day soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Sounds like it.
Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I loved our conversation talking about your Villanova basketball career. A lot to be proud of. Thank you so much, Bridget. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And um, just again, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Kevin Hohen. I hope you enjoyed it. Really cool to hear about his career at Villanova. Love that he didn't make it as a freshman, but he worked hard and he made it as a sophomore. He's got a lot of great memories and a lot to be proud of. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.